Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Grit. I'm so glad you're here, and if this is your first time joining me, welcome. One thing you can count on when you join me is no sugar-coated content and heavy doses of real talk. Let's get started. What's going on, everybody? How's everybody doing today? I did not plan to do this podcast today, but it was on my heart and I just thought, okay, let's just go. Sometimes it's just best to just let it roll, let it go and see where it all lands. So I have nothing really prepared. I'm just going to speak from my heart. So today I have accomplished a personal milestone. I have accomplished a personal goal and it feels so good. All right. So I have a Peloton bike, which I was sick to have this thing. Sick to have it. Got it. Rode it. Feeling good. Found my favorite instructors. I am like obsessed with Cody Rigsby. I am part of his boo crew. Um, he really makes me want to ride that stupid bike. <laughs> he really does. He makes every um, workout fun. I laugh through it. We dance through it. Sometimes I'm shocked at the things that he says, but I love him. Like I just love his vibe. So I was working out. I was feeling good. I was really, really gaining some momentum. And then I did what so many people do. I stopped. And we're going to kind of get into that in a second as to why and what happened. But today, I achieved a big goal. It's a huge first milestone. And that was my century ride. 100 rides. Go me. Like I literally feel like I'm so excited. Like I'm so excited. I feel a huge sense of accomplishment. You know, and it that's what prompted me to get on here. All right. So let's step back for a second. So if things were so good, if things were so fun, I was, you know, getting on, I was enjoying the rides, my body was changing, I was, my endurance was growing, my strength was growing, I was gaining muscle, I was just the whole deal. Why the hell did I quit? Why did I stop? Well, I, I'm not, I'm just going to come on here and I am just going to lay it all out. Um, my law, I lost my dog. I lost Ted in May of 2020. And you guys are going to be like, all of this over a dog? Hear me out. So Ted was more than just a dog to me. He was basically, you know, like a, a support dog, a support animal. He helped me to build my business over the course of the last those five years. And when I say that, he was at my feet every day at my desk. He followed me around and paced with me as I made, you know, 
<laughs> phone calls that weren't easy to make or I reached out to people and he celebrated with me and he consoled me and he was just a part of all of it. Um, and then when I got my Peloton, I put it right beside my desk in my office so that I, I had to see it every day. So it wasn't going to be out of sight, out of mind. I had to walk by the thing every day. So to me, it meant that there would be very little room for excuse as to not get on it, right? When I would ride, he would lie right behind the bike and if I slowed down or he sensed that I was fatigued or anything, he would come up and he would nudge my calf with his nose, sometimes give me a little lick on the calf or whatever. And it was his way of saying, you got this. I'm here. Go, girl. You can do it. And when I would get off the bike, he would literally dance around like he was just so proud of me. So it ended up kind of being a thing that we did together. We worked together and he supported me. And when I lost him, my world just sort of fell apart. And, you know, there was a lot more to, you know, my grief, of course. I mean, losing, losing a loved one is, is never easy. And, you know, losing a companion is heartbreaking. And, it's just, he was everywhere. He was in my office. He was just everywhere. And I had a really hard time getting on it. I put his collar um, where I could see it when I would ride, thinking that that would kind of help me. It actually made it really hard. It actually made me sick to look at it. And I became very emotional and I just, I couldn't even finish the rides. I had to get off the bike. Then I decided to go to my cottage for a sabbatical. I needed to get away. I needed to clear my thoughts. I needed to just feel every emotion that I was feeling. And I needed to get in touch with that. And I needed to work through it. And I needed to get away. I hadn't done that in a very long time. Now, also don't forget at that point, a year ago, we were in the thick of this pandemic. So being able to really go anywhere, being able to travel, um, it was just all so foreign. And the world as I knew it, and the world as we knew it was totally different. But on top of it all, I was doing it without my faithful companion, my Ted. So I had every intention of having the app on my phone and going for walks up at the cottage. And I did. I walked while I was up there for the month. Um, but Wi-Fi, internet, it's also sketchy up there. I had enough. My phone was <laughs> dying. It couldn't support the app. I ended up having to delete the app, the whole deal. And a long, long story short, really, was after I got home, I, I, I walked by the bike every day and had zero interest of getting on it. None whatsoever. Then we got Maggie, my beautiful little Maggie Grace, little Frenchie, who we were not expecting to get. We were not expecting her to come into our lives. We weren't ready. I didn't feel like I was ready. I, I almost felt like I was betraying Ted if I brought 
another puppy and or another dog into the house and as as fate would have it it was basically here she is and you know again raising <laughs> raising a puppy is much like raising an infant and toddler so i was using all of these things as well as an excuse not to get on and ride then i couldn't bring myself to get on this thing because i knew that it was going to be really hard and when I look back to where I was right before I went to the cottage last year, I was doing so well. I was gaining. I was the strength that I had and the things I was able to do and the endurance that I had built up. Now I was kicking myself because I knew I'd lost it all. I was gaining weight at a rapid speed because I'm a stress eater. And so when things are stressful, this girl, uh, she eats her way into feeling better. I eat my way into consoling myself. And, you know, being your having your own business, being your own boss, um, being the breadwinner and raising a puppy and all these things I was eating myself um, to console, like I was just eating myself into a really unhealthy way. Um, it was, it was getting to the point where it was really bad. And so I was hiding food. I was, um, just doing the most crazy things because I just wanted to feel some sense of I don't even know the word. Um, I just wanted comfort. And so we started a new year and I was miserable, overweight, sluggish, out of breath, bloated, my, even my fingers, everything. And I started to hide. I didn't want to go anywhere. Not that we could because we're still in this pandemic, but I didn't want to be seen. I dreaded, I actually dreaded that our lockdown would be lifted and I would have to go to functions. I would have to be seen in public. And I couldn't do it anymore. I was coming on here, I was doing these motivational podcasts. I was training my team. I was doing all these things publicly and privately. I was a mess. So I decided that was it. I had to start somewhere. And the easiest thing for me to do was get back on the bike. It was, when I say the easiest thing for me to do, meaning I could hide in my house. I didn't, I'm, I don't like to go to the gym because I don't like how I feel at the gym. I feel like everyone's looking at the middle-aged woman who is overweight and breathless and I have rosacea. So anytime I work out, I go immediately tomato red and I felt like 
people would be laughing at me. And I know, I know that's not the case. I get it. But in my mind, that's what I see. And of course, I'm not happy with how I look. I don't want to see it either. So getting on my bike, I could do it in the comfort of my own home without anybody watching me. And let's go. So a couple of my friends decided in January that they were going to do a 45 hard instead of a 75 hard. If you've ever heard of 75 hard, um, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what 75 hard is, look it up. So we kind of decided we were going to do a 45 hard and I was all in. But in the back of my mind, I was not all in. I was all in, you know, on paper, but I wasn't. And the more that they tried to make me accountable and the more that they came to me and said, we're going to push you, the more that I was just like, not, I just, I stopped even reading messages. I just didn't want to see it. I didn't want to hear it. But I decided one day enough. I turned 50 this year, you guys. I turned 50 in October. I want to go into this milestone feeling good about myself. Because quite honestly, turning 50 can have a real psychological effect on a person. And I've watched it with other people, you know, in my family or my friends, who some don't cope very well with it. So if I'm already feeling crappy about how I look and how I feel, toss in, turn in the big 5-0 on top of that. And this is a recipe for disaster. So one thing about me is that I am very feisty, if you haven't figured that out by now. But when I decide to do something, that's it. Like the decision is made. I, I don't waffle. But I have, I have to feel it in my heart. I have to feel it in my soul. And I have to feel it so deep in my gut that if I don't feel those three things, then my commitment to it, it, it ain't happening because I'll waffle on it. I feel this to my core. So I got my ass back on the freaking bike. And oh, I wish I could tell you that it was glorious. It sucked. Seriously. My butt hurt. If you've ever done spin, you know your ass. Oh my God. So I didn't care. I was willing to endure. And then I saw the numbers on my account and I saw, oh my gosh, I could actually hit that century ride if I do this, this, and this. But I had to be committed to it. I had to be all in and I could not waver. And I set the date that I was going to hit that century ride. And you guys, I freaking did it. I did it today. And I feel like there's one thing when others cheer for you and others tell you how proud they are of you. That's great. And it feels wonderful. And your ego loves that. But there is a whole other situation when you feel proud of you. I literally danced 
up those stairs. And can I tell you, when I was finishing that ride, I went hard. I was out of the saddle, which is not easy to do. I pumped it and I felt so freaking accomplished. So here it is. I'm putting it out there. We in business talk about you just, you announce it to the world, you make the decision, you announce it to the world, and then you figure it out. So I've made the decision, I've announced it to the world, and now I'm going to figure it out. I have eight months, eight months to get myself to feel better than I have in many years. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to freaking slay it. Not for anybody else, but for me. Because I deserve it. I deserve to go into the next half of my life feeling fierce and feeling fabulous. I don't want to feel sluggish. I don't want to struggle. I don't want to set myself up for health issues. This girl is gonna slay. (laughs) And so I'm gonna do it. And I've just told the world. So how am I gonna do it? I don't know. But I'm gonna do it. And what does that mean? What is it? I, you know what, I'm not gonna put that kind of pressure on myself to say, I have to lose x number of pounds and all that stuff. Hell no, this girl is just gonna do it. I will know based on how I sleep. I will know based on how I perform when I'm trying to work out. I will know based on how my clothes fit. I will know on based on how my skin looks. I will just know. And that is all that anybody needs to know on how it's gonna happen. So isn't that how we should all be? I tell you this story because I work with people so many times who give up on themselves. They do what I did. It got hard. Life handed them a curveball and they gave up. And then it was too hard to get back on. I had to start all over again, you guys. I had to start all over again. And I work with people who set goals and who heart, oh, they're just so close. They're so close to getting those goals and they quit because it got hard because life handed them some hard stuff to deal with. They quit on themselves. And then the thought of having to get back on track, just, it just seemed insurmountable. It just seemed so daunting that they just never did it. Well, I'm here to tell you, I am here to tell you, you can do it. You can do anything you want to do if you truly want to do it. If you don't, you're going to do what I did. You're just going to make up excuse after excuse after excuse why you can't get on, why you can't finish why you can't get back in it, why you can't do it, why you can't. You're just going to you're just going to come up constantly with excuses. Well, I'm not making any more excuses because the only person I'm hurting is myself by doing that. It's ridiculous. I own my day. I decide. My health is up to me. 
your journey is up to you. If you have a goal, if you have a dream, if you have something you want to do, nobody is going to make it easy for you. Nobody's going to hand it to you. And you are going to have people come against you and you're going to have situations and circumstances make it difficult for you. But let me tell you something. You can slay those dragons. You can say, not today. I decide. But if you don't really want to, like I said, if you don't feel it in your core, if you don't feel it in every fiber of your being that it's truly what you want to do, you're going to do what I did and you're not going to do it. You got to own it. You got to feel it. It's got to be inside of you. And once it's inside of you and once you decide and once your brain just clicks, there's a, there's a click that happens you'll be unstoppable. You will make the time. You will go for it. And you won't care how long it's going to take you. You will welcome the challenge. You will welcome the pain. You will work through the pain. You will work through the hurdle. You will slay those hurdles. I just got to tell you, This has not been easy, but my gosh, do I feel accomplished. I want you to feel accomplished because I feel so good right now. Like I feel like I could go out and do anything. And some of you who are listening, maybe you have a Peloton and you're like a hundred rides, sweetheart. I got over a thousand. Congratulations. Because guess what? One day I'm going to get there. One day I am going to get there, but I am just going to put one foot in front of the other and I'm going to feel accomplished and I'm going to feel good doing it. And you know what? I just told the world and now I'm going to figure it out. So that's it in a nutshell. I just really wanted to encourage anybody who is feeling kind of like I was feeling and feeling like you, there's something on your heart that you want to do. It's nagging at you. You know, you have to do it. You know, it's going to be hard to complete it. You know, it's not going to be easy and you're avoiding it. Stop avoiding. Get to the root as to why you're putting it off and deal with it. The root for me was, first of all, it was just so hard because I just feel Ted with me and I miss him so, so much. But at the root of it, now it's because I was just afraid of the work. I was just afraid of the pain. I was just afraid of the effort that I was going to have to put in. And quite honestly, I was just being lazy. So when you can get that real with yourself, things will change for you. So I hope that you have an incredible day. I hope that you will slay those dragons. I hope that you're going to get real with yourself. And I, ho- I just hope that you show up spectacularly for you because you deserve it. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you enjoy my podcast, share it because sharing is caring. Stay tuned for more.
Thanks for stopping by.